Crash Gladys, Statman, Kenny Sargent, Speed Freaks coming to you from the Continental Tires pits. And it wouldn't be a Speed Freak show without this guy that's won, okay, five overalls, six total Rolex 24 hours. Hurley Haywood, good to get you in the Freak Nation. And I asked you when you walked in there, I said, dude, 40 years from your first win. And you just kind of went, yeah. Yeah, that's about all you can say about that. 40 years is a long time. And it's just when you think about it, you know, I was really lucky. There was a guy up in, in Ohio, Ron Thomas, who uh, built up a replica of my uh, 73 winning RS. And it was beautifully brought it down. And I made a couple laps with it in the uh, Heritage uh, exhibition. And when you think about it, you know, it's just it it seems like it was yesterday that 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 I was driving that car. The 40 years just doesn't it sounds like a long time, but it the memories are still very, very sharp in my mind, and I can p- pick almost every year and and remember exactly what happened and remember the car. So, it when I look out on on what they've done for the Grand Marshals and all the the cars that are on display, it really gives you a wonderful look at at uh, a history book of of the cars that I've raced here and over the years. Pretty if cool. if someone offered, and I know you, of course, you're tied in with Brumos. Has someone offered you rides as of late, saying just do one stint for us? Well, actually, I, I didn't hear this directly, but somebody said uh, that Chip Ganassi said that if S- Scott wins his uh, fifth time this, this this year, that he would give me a ride in one of his cars next year to, to protect it. So I don't know if he was serious, but I can almost pretty much guarantee that I'm not going to take him up on it. <laughs> <laughs> so that you guys could go for six overall together. Yeah, well, you know, and, and he's got a bunch of, uh, of class wins here, so I, I like to talk about overall wins and the only sort of saving grace that i have is i held a record while i was active once i retired which was last year then i really can't defend that amount so if he goes five or he goes six or seven whatever he's going to do uh, more power to him hurley he would i've been talking to uh, kenny and crash every time we leave the media center they have the historic cars out there and I love seeing those cars. You told me once that you can't believe how fast they used to drive those cars because the safety is not in those cars that's in today's cars. Does that does it ever do you ever wake up in the middle of the night screaming of what we used to do to sit on top of the gas tank and the cages that weren't there? Yeah, I mean I think about that often and how lucky we are and they you know, like back in that day. In age, they used to kill a lot of people on a on a pretty regular basis in these cars. So, uh, you know, to get through that whole era without really ha- having a serious injury, I did break my leg pretty badly. But, you know, I can still walk, and it you know I, I, it doesn't really slow me down that much. But, you know, it, it just it's, it's wonderful that the technology has has progressed over the years, where both the car construction and all of the safety stuff that we uh, where has has evolved where you know the po- cars now are just about bulletproof and and you know it's it's especially true in in the in uh, stock car racing where you know they have these horrific multiple flips and the guys just get out of the cars and walk away so that's all just uh, technology that's helping them build cars that absorb the engine or energy that, and not the driver i know when my dad retired early he was a school teacher and he said when he got to grandchildren of the original people that he had taught 
He said, it's time to go. Did you ever race against the offspring of some of the guys that you started with? Yeah. I mean, yes, uh, I have. And it's kind of, you know, you, you, you meet these guys that, you know, were little kids when you were started racing and, and, uh, they came, come up to you and they're adults and, and, you know, kind of old adults. And they say, you remember this picture? I took this picture with you in 1975. And you look at it and go, you know, God, thanks. Thanks a lot for showing me. <laughs> so, and, and, you know, kids that are, that are like the Frizzell brothers. I mean, I raced uh, with yeah. his, his dad. Yeah. And uh, we had some great races. I, I've raced against him and with him. Certainly and, Alex uh, Gurney, I yeah. would assume. That and you Alex know. Gurney, yeah. another one. So, you know, it's just it's a, it's a generational thing, and it's good that these uh, people that were in the sport have offsprings that also love the sport and able to carry on the family name. Hurley Haywood, five-time overall, six-time winner at the Rolex 24. We just watched the beginning of the race. We are, what, 20 minutes into the thing now. Serious gear grabbing going on out there. What's in the mind of those drivers? They know they have 23 hours and 40 minutes left to go in this thing. Are they thinking racing? Are they, what are they thinking about? Are they thinking to find out who's got what? Is my car working? What's going through? Or are they the still testing a little bit? Yeah. Well, you know, some of the teams are still testing. I mean, but in trying to f- figure out what the, the best setup on their cars are. But most everybody out there, these races have turned into really one-hour sprint races that go over 24 hours so they're 24 one-hour sprint races and separated by a fuel stop to take on fuel and tires and so they drive as hard as they can go they just because the cars are so strong and durable uh that's why the the health of the drivers are so important you could argue that the driver might be the weak link in the chain with all of the stuff that's going on in the car well it could could easily be and if you use up a driver especially one of your your a drivers his recovery time is just simply not uh, not good enough unless you have the proper care for that person so we have medical doctors we have you know dietitians we have masseuses we have all the components in place to really take care of our driver. We have a hyperbaric chamber with which I get into. It sounds kind of goofy, but Wow, really? Yeah, it's wow. it works really really wonderfully. It for a, a little uh 40 minute nap in that is like equivalent of 4 hours of of sleep. Really? And we hydrate yeah. them intravenously if they get dehydrated and it's going to certainly be hot t- today. It won't be so bad during the nighttime, but the daytime temperatures are high in the upper 70s. And so if they if they get depleted, they simply can't take the oral uh, fluid back into them and have it get into their cells quick enough. So the IV is the way to go, and then we get in the hyperbaric chamber, and that um, forces the cell structure to absorb the liquid quicker and more efficiently. So that answers that question. If you're a, a Rolex 24-hours driver, if you're an endurance driver, you better like shots. Yeah. Yeah, they laughed at Michael Jackson for getting in the hyperbaric yeah. chamber. And here they're talking about you got to do that to be a champion at the Rolex 24. Yeah, it, it sounds a little goofy, but uh, Dr. John, who is the guy that brought that, that technology to us, uh, brought it in. And Tony Stewart did it one time, got got hooked on it. And he told a couple of his friends, and then pretty soon 
Dr. John was taking care of uh, Jeff Gordon and Jimmy Johnson and a whole string of NASCAR drivers because they have to focus on these 500-mile races. They really have to get all the advantage that they possibly can. So uh, that hyperbaric chamber is in, in use in a lot of teams. Hurley Haywood joins us on Speed Freaks. And, Hurley, I like talking to guys of your stature and asking them two questions. And it's twofold for you, as I just said. Pretty brilliant of me to repeat myself. <laughs> <laughs> who, is, who was your favorite driver growing up? Secondly, who do you feel, your name aside, is the greatest driver in the history of motorsports? <laughs> That's, well... The first part of that question is my sort of hero when I was growing up was A.J. Foyt. And uh, I mentioned that at a seminar that I was at a couple years ago, and everybody just kind of went back in their chair and said, what, A.J. <laughs> Foyt? But to me, A.J. Foyt could drive anything, and he could drive anything really fast and win in it. So A.J. drove Indy cars, sprint cars, stock cars and sports cars and won in every division and I think that kind of, of discipline and that kind of talent is something that needs to be you know applauded because a lot of guys are specialists they're only good in just the cars that they uh, are, are known for and then when they switch into something else they're just completely lost so AJ was very versatile as far as uh, you know the guys you know Dan Gurney is somebody that I have a lot of respect for I think uh, you know in in modern days you know I don't know there were so many people that I've raced with as teammates and and raced against uh, that are just spectacular one of my you know favorite all-time drivers was was Al Holbert I think that Al was a super super competitive racing driver he's also was a wonderful uh, teammate to have he and I drove on the factory team at Porsche for a number of years uh, we raced against each other in the state side, and uh, you know he was just really a, a, a great guy. And so the, the list is is long, and I, I would hate to you know single out one person more than another person. But the the first part of that question is AJ a. Foyt. What about a modern day guy like Tony Stewart? Well, Tony Stewart is sort of the epitome of what what uh, AJ Foyt was in in his era. Tony can drive anything quickly and. Has a, has a passion. He now basically pretty much concentrates on on the stock cars. But you know he goes over. He owns sprint cars. He owns you know dirt track cars. Mm-hmm. He owns all those kind of cars and gets into them and wins in them. And so and he, and he also comes. You know he's been over here. He almost won this race a couple of years ago and he had an axle break and it took him out. But he was you know leading and catching the guys that was was uh, in the front and and he would have gone on to win it. But but bad luck uh, put him out. So he's another one. He sort of is in that uh, A.J. Foyt genre. I know you're here at the 24 and at every Grand Am race as part of Brumos, and, you know, you're obviously a former driver. This weekend you're also Grand Marshal. Can you just get a chance to be a fan and just get out there and just sit in the grandstands and just watch it? Uh, no. <laughs> you know, it's just, you know, when, when, you, when you go – anywhere at a racetrack when i walk on the street you know nobody knows who i am but when i'm in a racing kind of atmosphere you know everybody sort of recognizes me and come up comes up to me but you know they're very respectful and if you want to be alone and you want to just kind of watch what's going on you don't want to be hassled with people they kind of sense that and, and leave you alone but you know i'm one of the guys that uh 
anybody that wants to have an autograph, anybody that wants to talk to me, I'm, I'm, you know, make myself available to those guys because, you know, without those, I, I wouldn't be in the position that I'm in. So it's kind of a payback and say, hey, I appreciate you coming to the race and paying for your ticket. I'm going to sit here and, you know, sign your book and talk to you. Hurley Haywood, one of your former partners, Bob Snodgrass, you and I sat in a hauler once. And you told me about the two of you, and I think one or two other people were at a bar someplace at the classic design, the Daytona prototype class, on a napkin. And that from that came Grand Amp, the, certainly the Daytona prototypes that exist now. So you've been around at the very beginning at the highest edges of this sport. Following up what Crash said, is it possible for you to be a fan now after you've done it at the highest echelons of this sport, design classes, won championships, won races, change the way people think about the sport? Is it possible just to be a fan and go and not be critical of, what an idiot, how did he, why did he do that? Why did he get out of the way? He doesn't know how to drive. Is it possible to be a fan? Well, you know, you have to be a fan to be able to do everything that you just mentioned. And your my love affair with 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 motor racing and with driving and all the things that go on during a racing weekend is something that the general fan also feels, but the general fan doesn't have a prayer of ever being able to do that. So I'm in a position where I've done that and when I step back away from that I can certainly sit in the in the grandstands or turn on the television and watch a race and be just as enthusiastic and just as you know pumped up and and vocal as I would if I was at the racetrack or if I was if I was driving the car itself. So, you know, I don't really see a big. I'm a fan, and I'll be a fan regardless of where I'm sitting. When's the last time you jumped up and cheered? Yeah, when did somebody won a race? Uh. The last time we won a race, <laughs> or the last time you know we we won the championship in nineteen uh, uh, two thousand eleven, yeah, and you know guys did just a super job, and I've been working with Andrew and Lee, and and it's just a real pleasure for me to work with those guys and and develop their their sort of mental how they look at racing and how they control themselves at the racetrack and that's been fun and and when when they're successful and 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 our team is successful then that is success for me and i kind of take you know a little bit of the credit for that happening it's a it's a team sport and and you know we we look at things on a on a team dimension rather than an individual uh uh basis and when the individual succeeds then it's a something that the whole team can generate pride from five-time overall six-time winner daytona 24-hour we're talking about hurley haywood here in the speed freaks pits thank you for shoot taking 15 minutes out of your day to be a part of this all right it's always my pleasure